Hey everybody, you're listening to the Combo Wombo Podcast. I'm Chip Monk, and with me as always is Mr. Gimpy. What's going on, Chip? How's it going, man? What's happening, bro? Dude, I got I got some, some I got a story to tell. So sit down. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's hear you out, dude. What's going on? Oh man. I <clears throat> so as of last week, um, when we finished our stealth episode. Uh, I had a week a, ago. I had an epiphany, right, on yeah. uh, gameplay style to to go on and how to how to do my own take on the stealth genre. All uh, right. That night, a vision. Yes, yes. That so that night, uh, I couldn't sleep because I had like the the, the ideas the in my head, right? Yeah. So I so I just got up and I, I wrote down exactly what I wanted to do. I wrote down um, boss cycles. I wrote down uh, enemies, and I started drawing a layout for the for the level, which was going to be interconnected. Um, I did all of this, and I was like, I was like, if, if you ever seen a big beautiful mind with like a bunch of shit just like yep. on the walls and shit, I legitimately did that, so I wouldn't forget. So behind my computer monitor here, it's like a fucking corkboard, and I have a bunch of shit just just like pinned to the walls um, yeah, of man. this. And uh, so I'm like super amped to work on this, right? I'm like, okay, I got I got the idea out. I could go to bed, right? So the I go to bed. Inspiration right? princess came and visit you. Yeah, man. And hit- slapped me in the fucking face. <laughs> um, yeah, pre- prevented sleep. So I was super I was super pumped. And uh, my day job has been has been so much where I could I, te- I definitely have time to myself, right? Um, mm-hmm. Cue the children. <laughs> Um, d- deciding to your cork board <laughs> oh my god no they no the cork board's there but okay um, uh so so i work from home they're home you know uh, my daughter starts preschool this this coming week um uh, but uh they decided to have their new wake-up time to be three in the morning <laughs> Yeah, that's so it. so combined with like the good idea fairy slapping me in the face that night my kids also decided to to you know metaphorically slap me in the face and wake me up um so and i start my day job at 7 a.m so i wake up at like like 6 20 and uh so the kids were up since till th- from three i had to be at work at six there's a whole bunch of stuff work was legitimately busy and yep. so didn't get to work on it T- tuesday rolls around I'm dead tired from the day before. Didn't get to work on it. Wednesday rolls around. I actually worked on it. Um, and Started the work. Yeah, yeah. It took three days. Um, but and I have to say, man, getting back into it, like loading up Game Maker and stuff. There's some stuff. Like I forget, forgotten more than I've that I care to admit. But so it's a little slower than I thought. But um, it feels Just good, every man. Time. It it feels good <laughs> to to get in there. Um, as of it's right riding now, riding a bicycle, bro. It's riding a bicycle. You'll as of right in. now, um, I have a you know a, a good walk cycle. I have enemies patrolling. I have um, a rough light of sight element working. Um, so, you know, definite, definite groundworks there. And, uh, just to, to give myself some motivation on this project and things like that. Um, I will say our first episodic release in October, I will just do another progress report for it. You know, um, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just want to put set deadlines for myself because whatever okay, yeah. I, we've, we've discussed before on the uh, Game Jam episode, what motivated me prior was deadlines. So this is a project that yep. I, you know, I had an epiphany. I'm working on by myself that I, I feel if I set myself a deadline and I, I announce it here, I have I have you you to keep me in check. I have I have our our wonderful subscribers and followers to keep me in check. Yeah, everybody um, out there listening, you know. 
getting it done, not getting it done, everyone, uh, I'll be held accountable, right? So, so I'm announcing it yeah, here. Dude. The working pitch on this will come out, game. dude. They'll be like, where is the game? Yeah, and it's not it's not going to be something, like, huge, you know? It's going to be definitely a yeah. smaller, smaller bite, but this is just kind of an example for what we spoke about on Stealth and what I personally enjoy on it and how I would take it. So, f- uh, fun def- announcement, but, uh, you know, real life gets in the way. <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely been listening to more uh, people about like productivity and like talking about like art and like the artistic uh, path. And everyone's always like, uh, you have to have like a, a self deadline. Otherwise, like it's just not going to get done. You're going to keep pushing it. Like this kind of what happened with me with like my game where I'm like, yeah, I have no deadline. So I'm like, I'll deal with this whenever. And like, uh, what is it like the the number one vacation spot for adults is uh, someday owl? <laughs> yes, uh, where it's like yeah, someday I'll uh, do that. It's uh, the island of someday, man. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, all the hopes and dreams are out there, <laughs> just uh, adrift <laughs> in the ocean of, of procrastination. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, man. It's it's tough. Like, uh, there's nobody like really holding you accountable. Like when it's like a self project, when there's like no, and it also seems like that there's something about being motivated having goals and like something you're trying to accomplish that's exactly when everybody else starts trying to take your time from you yes. it's crazy <laughs> it's like out like as soon as like i start like uh like i started playing uh overwatch this week where i was like oh i'm gonna try and stream some overwatch on youtube this will be fun uh, and as soon as i started doing that like everybody started hitting me up like hey man what are you up to what is what's going on are you trying to play like this other game i'm like no man i'm streaming right now and they're like oh what's going on with the like uh can you do this can you do that like i had spent all of yesterday helping my brother shovel dirt dude he was like coming up he's like yeah i need some help uh the water's draining into my foundation i need to get some dirt down here to get like a nice grade away from the house and i was like i guess i can help you i was like how long do you think it's gonna take he's like oh like three hours we spent six hours on this (laughs) shoveling dirt out in the outside in the whatever the heat uh and like we only got like halfway done uh, so Shit. I don't know, man. I think there's like scope and feature creep in real life as well, <laughs> but like, but, but not never. Like, did he like, uh, tell me about this leading up to it? He was just like hitting up everybody. I think you said he called you up. He was like, Hey man, can you help me? You're like, no, <laughs> you said you laughed at his nah, face. Bro. <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, I mean, I don't mind helping. It's just yeah, like, I, yeah, it's not gonna, <laughs> it's like Labor Day weekend, right? Like it's just, I, I I know me right, and plus the kids and whatnot. I'm already dead. I'm trying to do stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. It's also it's weird too. Like I feel like uh, the older we get, like uh, the less we just call up to like hang out, and it's more like I we gotta do something. Like there's like some sort of project or some other thing where it's like, oh, yeah. it's it's gonna be some sort of event picnic. Now we can't just all just you know chill. stop by and chill. Yeah. Uh, it's because your time is more valuable than just sitting around doing nothing when you can sit around do nothing at home right yeah i i I feel uh like maybe i I should do like a talk on on um sitting around uh, doing nothing no being a parent and Uh, trying to game and trying to do game nobody wants to hear that no one does want to hear it right it's (laughs) awful it's awful you're either dealing with it or you're not yeah yeah you gotta get those kids addicted to games as soon as possible start putting the handhelds in there yeah get them on the retro games right right i know my my, i think i've shared this before my daughter and i've been playing through uh uh old school rpgs to to teach her with like reading and stuff and we we read books and and i'll I'll short comic books and stuff too as like a a treat right because and uh 
uh, games have been like the, the step up of a treat from uh, the comic books. Um, so behind me, actually, um, for those of you who watch on YouTube, uh, there's a Master Chief helmet that uh, it's a Mega Construct set that my daughter and I built the other day. So I was pretty together. happy with that. Yeah, it was yeah, something so, you wanted to do, but then you got yeah. Free no, she labor. she loves puzzles, right? So she loves like standard puzzles. So I was like, well, yeah. this is like a, this is a 3D puzzle, and, the, and she's four. They the box said eight and up, and it definitely was eight and up. But she sat there with me the entire time. We we did it together, so it was very fun. Um, so I have yeah. a little something to show for it, and she was very proud because that was definitely her biggest puzzle she's ever done of 400 pieces, also in three dimensions. You know, so that that's huge. So it was good stuff, man. Yeah, man, it's uh, really helping spark creativity. And I feel like uh, even like when I was over at the professors, like hanging out with like my nephews, like uh, they're being like, you know, children and like, you yeah. know, just throwing out random ideas. And like, the, I could see like my bro and his wife kind of like look at each other like, oh, great. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is before society beats that out of you, <laughs> like being like imaginative and just like throwing out random stuff. Like, right. Before it was like, hey, stop that. Like, you can't that, you can't just go around. uh you know, make pretending all day. And it's like, you know, it's perfect. Like, why not do that? Like when you have no uh, obligations, you have, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, money and your time and everybody bugging you about stuff, dude, or video games. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, that's the thing too. Like I, I feel those who create, um, have not had that beaten out of them by society you know like like the vast majority of adults who have kind of lost their their inner child um yeah and you can tell these people you know they're a lot grumpier in life um their interests revolve around work you know it's like yeah it's it's like i I met an accountant before who's who had no hobbies other than than like doing accountant based stuff and and you know i was just like do you, do you not like watch sports or do anything, right? Bro. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's just an example because this is a real life person, right? This, yeah. this this guy had no true hobbies. He's like, I just go to work and I go back. I was like, you don't watch TV, you don't do anything. He's like, I watch TV, but it's typically the news. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, he, there's, there's no there's no creative outlet. But you know, I remember talking teach their with own. somebody about like uh, we're talking about like how robots could in like theoretically like in our lifetime like you know replace most jobs i, I uh, swear we could have like a, a super cut of you mentioning robots on this pod Go on. <laughs> so I, I was mentioning like yeah man there's like a possibility of like for like most manual labor jobs like when ai and like robotics get like to a point where, like most basic labor jobs could be done and at a certain point like a lot of other like secondary jobs could get done I mean, you can look at like all the self like checkouts and stuff like this. Those are robots replacing humans. Like you just take it for granted. Uh, and I was like, uh, when that happens, they're going to really have to consider like some sort of universal basic income. Uh, and like I said, maybe it was that fantasy novel I was reading where like in that fantasy world, like a video game had replaced like their uh, economy because like robots had taken in like all the jobs. So they're like, oh, now you'd have to make jobs in this virtual world. And that's how people were getting about ready player one. No, no, this is like a different, okay. a completely different, unoriginal okay. idea, like all ideas. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so like, uh, but I, I brought it up to this person. I was like, yeah, so like maybe there'd be a point where, where you just have some sort of uh, universal basic income. Uh, and they were like, what would you do then? And I was like, spend time with friends and family and doing the things you love. And they were like, looked at me like I was insane. Like it, the thought had just never occurred to him. Like right. if I wasn't working, I could be doing like, you know, spending time with like uh, the people I care about and like doing the things I enjoy, like pursuing like other passions and interests, like it like boggled their mind. They're like, what? 
this thing's outside of work this is crazy <laughs> yeah yeah uh the office drone mentality man some people just get too deep into it you know it's, it's i think it makes it easier i think it makes life easier like when you have to like work and grind things out like you know it's uh, funny i i like my job right like my day job i, yeah. I legitimately like it i like my coworkers, but yeah. i will never say that i to their faces no 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 i will never <laughs> yeah i i never will admit it to like like performance reviews or anything like that they're like oh how do you how do you rate your job i i will never rate it like a like an excellent or whatever scale they use just because um no matter what there is i want to keep that carrot out right the carrot of not having to work for somebody else the carrot for for working for myself and and it doesn't have to be monetary it could be like 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 in this case creatively right so i think that's one of the things that that um successful people and people who are happy in their day-to-day they always have that carrot of doing something else right like even even people who aren't into gaming right a lot of the times these these guys or these guys or gals are are into uh you know like like something else like uh i know i had a coworker who was really really into sewing right she she was yeah. she was an old older gal and uh uh she she's like oh yeah i'm gonna so she had like a huge book of things that she's done and things that she wants to do and she she would work she would put her nose down and work all day and then like and then on her lunch breaks she'd be she'd be sewing sewing or or knitting or you know and just just hobbies projects whether it's gaming whether it's sports whether it's reading a book whether it's writing a book doing something you know I, i think having a creative outlet just as a human being is something that we all need yeah, and I, I like what you said about like uh, when you're writing things down. Like when you th- when you got like inspired, you're like, oh, I should just write this down. I've been doing that more now uh, because like I've been uh, trying to do like the streaming. I've been like doing some video editing, and like I work out in the morning now. I've been getting up at like five, doing like an hour walk, and then after that, I've been spending like fifteen to twenty minutes just writing like ideas, and I'll be thinking about like different like ideas that come to me. I've just I've been trying to build up that habit of just writing, and I got like a an app now on my phone where I can like take notes there. So like at any point, if something comes to me, I can just hit my phone real quick and just like write ideas. I've been doing it, uh, you know, just wherever, like if I, if I start getting like ideas, I just start writing them down now, uh, to just have like a pool of, of stuff. Like, because like, you're going to forget stuff. Like you, you might have like the funniest or best idea or like a a good invention, but like, if you don't write that down, man, it's gone. You're like, what was that thing I was thinking about? That was going to help all of humanity. And be like, shit, wrote that down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, The Simpsons, the Simpsons dealt with that where Homer had a dream where he built, he, he made an invention that helped humanity and made him stink and rich. And they were whole, and it's like, they go, and it fits in the palm of your hand. He's like, how did you think of this idea? He's like, well, if you just sort of move your thumb so I could see it. And then everyone else was just like, like blocking it. And, uh, it's, it's, like that's a legitimate dream that people have where you've done something wonderful that will change your life and you can't see how right like it's it's one of those it's one it's like the great comedy right where where just you can't you can't win at the end of the day right like something will block you every time uh but yeah so yeah Uh, when i was talking uh with my bro the other day he said uh, and i thought this was really good where he was like what I do is I look for uh, problems I have like, or like things that I can solve. And then I'm like, how can I get that to other people? <laughs> like, mm. So it's like, if you're solving like a problem or like, if it's a problem you've had or like something that you've had to like, look up on the internet, it's like other people probably have also had that problem. <laughs> like if you can like solve that problem, like for a lot of people, like that'll there's money in that there's, there's money in being a problem solver and like creative thinking is just problem solving. Uh, 
I think a lot of people overthink things. Uh, just keep it simple, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. And do it. Just do it. Like, just have fun. <laughs> just, like, yeah. Have fun. Like, and I also believe that because of, I don't know if it's because of the capitalist society that we live in, but there's something about like where people feel that if you have a hobby, you have to try and monetize it as well. Like, I think that's kind of weird. Like sometimes you can just do things for the love of the game, you know. You, you, not everything has to be, has to make you money. You can you yeah. can enjoy things that aren't making you money. There's there's nothing from that, and I think that's why uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's why people burn out on game game dev, right? They're yeah. like, I'm not making money during this. Why why am I doing it? Do it for the love of it. That's yeah, why like, people like my podcast streaming, doesn't right? take it off yet. Yeah, my my YouTube channel's not blowing up, and it's like. Bro, just if you're not loving it, if you're not like enjoying what you're doing, bro, like, like you, you can't be like an arbitrary number you're chasing, whether it be like a, a money number or like a whatever. It's all fake. It's all like what, what's real is like if your enjoyment of the of your passion, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, exactly. And I know that there's realities of like life where like you have to pay your bills and stuff and everything else, and like you should definitely take care of your four walls before like you're pursuing those things and like. I don't know, was it the uh, hierarchy of needs? Like the, yeah, you have to like have shelter, food. shelter food. Yeah, <laughs> can make sure you're taking care of those things. Like I know people are freaking out on like Twitch streamers and stuff too, where like uh, they're saying like uh, you know some people were like begging for donations and they're like you know like you can't afford to give me like two dollars. You probably shouldn't be watching this. Oh but, yeah, see that. Yeah, yeah that that. I know who that streamer is. And yeah, yeah, no. but, yeah <laughs> it's like, it was a little, it was a kerfluffle, but like also, they're not wrong. Like if you're in such a horrible place in life where like two dollars is gonna break you, like you definitely are uh, escaping your problems. And like mm-hmm. a lot of people use entertainment as escape for your problems. Like, uh, but like that also being said, like nobody's entitled to your time or your money, and you yes. have to be able to tell people no. Uh, and that's an important skill. You're like I said, like it always seems like when you're pursuing like your passions in life, like that's when everything else like starts like, Hey bro, I need like more of your time. Can you help me out with this? It's like, no, no, <laughs> like, yeah. you to turn people like down, man. But yep. Yep. Yeah, man. So, so let's get into, into some of the game stuff now. Uh, uh, so what have you been playing this week? Mini, any, any, yeah, uh, I've just been movies? on that overwatch grind. I've been, when I first started playing overwatch, I placed in bronze. Uh, <laughs> and I believe that was because of the internet connection I had at the time. Like, I got disconnected from, like, uh, two placement matches, and I the think game, that's The very... gamer's fallacy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's really frowned upon in, like, your uh, yes. MMR or yes. whatever, your ELO. I don't know what, what the words are the, the kids they, use. They, I believe they use MMR for it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So, like, I think that really crushes it when you, like, rage quit or get disconnected from a game. Uh, so, after that season, like, a, the next time I played, uh, no disconnections, I placed in Silver. And this week, I finally like booted it back up. I have good, solid uh, cable internet now. Uh, I placed in gold, man. So I've been, been getting, been improving, bro. It's. I've also been watching more YouTube videos on how to get better as well. I think, like, I only have like a hundred total hours in that game. I think it's like around like one fifty. So I'm just starting really on my uh, Overwatch quest for greatness. The professor, he's platinum, and he said he was going to help carry me. Uh, on the friday so i have that to look forward to okay okay he's actually installing it again i guess i don't know <laughs> like wow. he, he made he made vague threats to help me ca- like carry me he was like yeah i can do that 
It's like I didn't even ask him. I was just like, yeah, I've been playing Overwatch. He's like, let me carry you. I'm like, what? Because <laughs> he uh, he he was done with that game um, for the Blizzard controversy. So that's big. That's huge. Wow. Okay. Okay. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Yeah. There's there's a lot of reasons to hate uh, the Blizzard company. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. I enjoy playing Overwatch. It's uh, awesome. I think man. there's a lot of weird, like feelings in the community right now that the game's dying because like overwatch 2 is coming out the player counts like been down for people logging in like the queue times are kind of uh long but i don't know they said they have like ten thousand active users and i think there might be less people at the top of the pyramid uh because sure. like getting like uh bronze silver and gold matches like it was almost instant like it was, okay. there was no uh no queue times and i think also like timing is a huge factor in that i think a lot of people will do their placements and then after that they like don't really play rank as much yeah because they don't like want to lose it. yeah sure. but then like uh when it's like the last day there's also like a spike like that's when i did like my final placements and i got like a match instantly like almost every time so sure sure uh, okay i think everyone became a, a sweaty tryhard in overwatch and like that's you know that's the long and short of it. You still playing uh, Valorant or anything? What you've been on? I am. I am. I am. Uh, I have been playing Valorant. The uh, rank reset um, will happen uh, Monday. Um, so by the time this launches, the rank reset will have happened, um, which is which is good because now I feel I have a good grasp on the game. And then kind of uh, when the when the, everything resets, we'll see where I rank now. Um, but I've been playing with buddies and stuff. I've actually been playing with Professor as well. Got him you, into uh, that scream? game. Yeah, he said he yeah. was going to be like the feature. And yeah, he is, the, he is the album. feature. He is the feature. <laughs> so that's so that's been great. Um, I've I have I'm still enjoying it. I like it a lot. Uh, uh, outside of Valorant, man, I've been playing uh, Shovel Knight actually. And oh, it, yeah, it got me. Shovel Knight real knife and yeah. inspired you to play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you wouldn't help the professional shovel. You're like, no, I can't help, bro. And then it's like smash cut to you just playing shovel, <laughs> Play shovel night right it was shovel. Yeah. Been, you don't understand professor i've been shoveling all day <laughs> <laughs> no man uh shovel night it's it's i've owned it for quite some time right and like right now i'm wearing a hollow knight shirt so that it, it was just <laughs> we're talking about knights and stuff so this is a, this is something that i'll i'll talk about in a future episode because it's another oh. amazing game but um um shovel knight is i it, it's so good like like i can't believe how freaking good that game is and how much content is involved in it uh so i loaded it randomly uh, uh one night when I, when I i i got done streaming right and i'm like uh yeah. i don't really feel like going to bed yet i'm kind of i kind of amped i drank energy drinks way too late so I'm still up so i i yeah. loaded up shovel night right just f- figured i'd play it I, and i've started it before played it for like 20 minutes and then just kind of stopped and never went back uh this time this time I beat the entire Shovel Knight campaign in one sitting, and then uh, thought that was amazing. Then started doing the challenge missions and thought that was amazing. Did uh, some DLC too? Like, it had a bunch of DLC, so it's complete yeah, now. Yeah. Um, so oh. it's 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 complete. Uh, but the DLC was new campaigns playing playing as the bosses that you beat in yeah. in the Shovel Knight campaign. So I just got done with the Plague Knight campaign, who was a boss with bombs. Uh, he was an alchemist, and uh, so he has different types of bobs to get through and different movement tricks for the levels, which you're replaying through these levels with new bosses, which actually adds a ton of gameplay elements, and uh, you have different upgrades and uh, different ways to interact with, with the world in general. Like, the Plague Knight was completely hated, uh, as opposed to Shovel Knight. 
and so you weren't allowed in town as the plague knight so you had oh, to actually damn. actually blow up a building in town that you would walk by as shovel but as plague you blew up that building and then you, you used that as a secret entrance to underneath the town so you that was your secret base of operations and uh you you fought like the same bosses but instead of shovel knight story where it's uh pretty altruistic and he's going to save shield knight um and he has to defeat these other knights who are kind of being controlled by the evil entity the enchantress uh plague knight is killing is basically beating the shit out of the other knights for his own purposes of stealing yeah. their he's stealing their essence which he's basically like stealing their souls to make the, <laughs> to make the ultimate potion and just kind of having that that uh like kind of you're you're a bad guy kick uh, with the game yeah. is played very comedic uh there's a love story involved as well um, like every villain's the hero of their own story, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, Plague, Plague Knight's gameplay was so much different from Shovel. Uh, so Shovel Knight, for those of you who haven't played it, and the game's been out for a while, so I'm probably just beating out Dead Horse here, but uh, uh, if you guys have played DuckTales on the NES, uh, where Scrooge McDuck was take his, takes his umbrella you hold down, and he's bouncing on, uh, he's Pogosis sticking off of enemies and through the environment, that's Shovel Knight. Uh, cranked up to 11. Uh, so Shovel right. Knight... So like you're using your shovel, your down shovel to like bounce on enemies, and you can actually shovel things as like an attack. But you're doing it wrong if you're doing it that way. You have so many movement options with the pogo stick, where you could like break chunks of the level and then bounce off the piece that you broke for like enhanced movement. It's it's so freaking satisfying, especially when you're doing the challenge missions after you beat the game. Uh, the boss fights, um, you you usually can can bounce on on other things for. Uh, like you know hyper damage or whatever just by pogo sticking on their heads or wherever that may be and uh timing things so there, there's boss challenges as well so playing through so like all the uh other characters all play different too right? yes every Kinda character like plays different yep every character yeah, yeah, plays yeah. completely different you can't play it the same the same as you've played but the main bread and butter of shovel knight is shovel knight yes yes pogo but sticking around like scrooge mcduck yep Yep, and this is where this is where it got me thinking about this week's episode and two games in particular: Shovel Knight and uh, Doom Eternal. So Shovel Knight succeeds uh, because the dev- you you play it how the developers want you to play it. The level That's of insane. fun that you're getting from Shovel Knight is is because you grasped what the developers wanted you to do. Yeah, are they presented and taught you the mechanics in such a way that you're able to it? it um, we've said it before, but it's kind of like Go. It's like once you pick up the basic concept, like it's infinite possibilities, where it's like a simple enough mechanic. Once you understand that, then like you you have like those aha moments, almost like a Metroidvania type of thing, where it's like once you hit this thing to unlock, you're like, oh, I could have been doing that this whole time. Yep. Or like uh, even in Celeste, there's like a few moments like that where you're like, you know, jumping and like sliding. You're like, oh, now this is how I can buy, uh, you know, Super Meat Boy also has that, mm-hmm. where it's like, if you play through that game and then go back and play it again, like you play completely differently. Like if you recorded yourself when you first touched that game to like yeah. the next time when you try and play through that same game, you're like, Oh, I was playing like just completely wrong. Uh, but I learned how to play correctly through just experience. Nobody, it was like a show. Don't tell where it like showed you a yes. problem and you had to uh, solve it. But uh, yeah, it, it drilled in like those core mechanics to such a point that uh, you had to expand on it because of the problems that were presented to you. Yes. You know? Yes. So with with Shovel Knight, uh, the main mechanic of 
like pogo sticking, right? They obviously played yep. and loved DuckTales. DuckTales was a notoriously short game. Uh, Shovel Knight's way longer than DuckTales, but you can get it through it just children, as fast. It was for children, dude. I was a children's, and I loved uh, DuckTales, bro. Like, <laughs> DuckTales I was, it felt like the perfect uh, length because they had like a good story you could kind of follow along. It was, it was, it is what it is, man. If they made Shovel Knight for like a children's, they, the design philosophy would be completely different. My 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 kid, my daughter played it. She she was fine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so uh, so here, this is what got me thinking. As that's where I put my game designer hat on um, with Shovel Knight, right? Yeah. So so how do you teach the player on how to do these these moves, right? Um, I think that that the games that are very successful at it don't have an active tutorial, right? And Shovel Knight does not. Shovel Knight, yeah. you 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 learn by doing. And that's where uh, that's where it separates the the concept of great game design to you know just run of the mill. And this is where yeah. where modern games are failing. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know, bro, because I tried to make like an extremely simple like I made that click click hero game, and people like the concept was so basic, and there was only one button you could click, <laughs> and everything else was grayed out until like you got to a certain amount of points, and the next button, you know would ungray and people were confused by this they're like i don't know how to play this game please put a tutorial on screen for me and so i made like a second pop-up tutorial and then i had like to give access to that uh throughout like every part of the uh map i don't know like it's weird it's weird because like if you're doing something so different that hasn't been seen before you have to kind of explain like you have to hold people's hands to it uh so i don't know like maybe it was like bad uh ui design on my part as well like there's a lot of lessons i've I've always been trying to like learn from that and i go back and i like think about it and like my quick uh flex tape solution was to just like wham throw a tutorial like text tutorial on front yeah i was like got a leaky boat wham text tutorial it's it's definitely lazy but effective like nobody complained about like not knowing how to play after that so shovel knight does it if you get like a new ability um it just says like hit up and x to to use it so you'd have to try it out right there and there's a little description as well um so like in your case for click click hero thank you like whenever you unlock the next tier just like pause the game for a quick second if, this, if it's their first playthrough you know just like circle that go you can now use this and then a little text blur, but then just keep going. Uh, yeah. So, so you know, and Shovel Knight kind of does it that way, where it's where it's non intrusive. It doesn't get in the way of me playing the game, you know. And at Shovel Knight, whenever you get a new item, enemies appear on screen where you have to use the item, so you know how it's how it works. Uh, there's like this uh, horn that you get that clears enemies all around you in a three hundred sixty degree radius. Um, as soon as you get that, uh, enemies fly in from all sides, so you either get hit. Or you could use that that horn to clear the enemies and go on safely. So so things like that are where you're teaching the player immediately to to etch that into their minds. You know, uh, Mega so Man. Go ahead. You brought up Doom Eternal, and I felt like mm-hmm. it was the opposite of that. Where it's like uh, yeah, it's not. It and shows I'm get you. To it. <laughs> it, right. it, I felt like in that game, it, it showed me the mechanics, like how to do it, and then. Uh, it actively punished me for trying to play any other way than what they want you to do. And that was not fun but, for me. So are you, well, just to clear it up, you're talking about doom eternal, not doom 2016. Correct. I don't know, man, whatever. <laughs> the one where you fi- have to finish everybody with the uppercuts. That's both. <laughs> both of them play. <laughs> both of them have similarities, but both of them play completely different. So 
uh, did you buy Doom Eternal? Because I bought you 2016. Then 2016 is the one that I started playing, and I was just like, I can't even, dude. Okay. Okay. So let's get into I Doom got, Eternal. I like, passed like, the first stage, and I was just like, I don't know about this. So I'll get into the Doom Eternal versus Doom 2016. So Doom Eternal uh, expanded upon what Doom 2016 did, and and did what I think is the ballsiest move, but also the greatest move that, that id Software could do. Uh, Doom 2016, when you played that game, the ammo pickups were scarce, but you had random enemies walking around, like the imps and the zombies that were walking ammo and walking health crates, right? So yeah. you're, you're fighting your way through this level. You're using whatever weapon you have on hand. You're low on ammo. You go, you chainsaw a guy to get a bunch of ammo back. You, you light a guy on fire to get your, your uh, armor back. You, you melee a guy to get your health back. Um, and you do these glory kill animations for it. Um, that, that was amazing. You don't have to litter the level with ammo. You can just get shit back yourself by actively playing the game. It forces you to shoot a guy to get to, you have to kill to get what you want to to kill further, right? The, the thing with Doom 2016 is, um, you could play through that game with one weapon and this is where Doom Eternal, uh, switches things up and Doom 2016 chip when you're playing it, uh, it's better if you switch weapons consistently and keep going. It's it's it, the bad. game. The game expands itself so much, and the movement expands itself so much. Where if you are constantly on the move with that game, there's even a weapon where you have to be moving to shoot that weapon. That is a subtle gameplay hint that that get your ass <laughs> you moving. moving. Always move and always be moving. And the people, and I've talked to someone else who also did it, uh, like had trouble with Doom 2016. And sure. and I'm still telling you, just fucking play through that game. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking good uh, that that once you once Your it clicks, name chipped? no, 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 no. Once, uh, once, it, once it clicks. You cannot go back and do me like, like I prefer Doom 2016 and I will tell you why when I'm done explaining why Doom Eternal does everything 2016 did but better. So. Doom 2016, you could play through with, as with one weapon, you'd be fine. There's a there's a very popular YouTube video of a guy playing it playing through with a pistol. Uh, and what's the big problem with first person shooters, Chip? Once you get a new one, a new weapon, right? Do yeah. you use your old weapons in a lot of games? Unless you don't have ammo for anything, do you use your pistol ever again? Uh, it depends on the pistol, man. Like that Halo One right. pistol, dude. That'd be a I'd switch to that all the time, but right, uh, never, never. The pistol's absolute trash, uh, right? Even, you know, in any situation, like this, it, it it almost feels like a punishment to have a pistol, like in a game at this point, just give people yep. the big guns, bring yep. them to the gun show, like, or come up with like new creative things. Like there's so, so many, it's the possibility space. <laughs> so here is the genius of Doom Eternal. The developer literally looks at, looks at you as a player. As soon as the game starts, gives you the middle finger and says, fuck you, you're playing it my way. Uh, yeah. So they got rid of the pistol. You start off with like the standard shotgun, right? You, you, it introduces itself, but you have to do glory kills. You have to, you know, you're using your, your shotgun. And then once a uh, Caco Demon, the enemy who's uh, like a big head with a giant mouth and shoots orbs from his mouth, comes into play. Uh, a little quick tutorial goes, you can kill these easily by shooting a grenade into its mouth. It blows up and then you quick glory kill it. Uh, that's, I only saved the world once before. I'm going to need a shotgun now, and infinite ammo. Now, Let's go. Now Let's that's using the base shotgun. You get the super shotgun later, which you'd think that, okay, why would I use the base shotgun? Because I have to shoot a super shotgun. 
the game like the super shotgun has a grappling hook that lights on fire that you could just you're lighting an enemy on fire you're climbing you're pulling yourself to him and then you're shooting him in the face right you think that'd be more effective no because the game the game floods you with enemies and it, and it gives you so little ammo where through every single encounter if you stand still you're dead if you don't switch weapons you're dead so uh, Sounds like they gave the producers of this game like the movie Army of Darkness and then locked them <laughs> in a room with Adderall and they're like, come up with the game. So, figure it out. <laughs> so throughout the entire game, you are this is the only FPS I have ever played where I use have used every single weapon throughout the entire campaign bar none uh you're constantly switching to your shotgun to use that grenade to to quickly kill the caco demons uh, you you kill them in a line you, you glory kill them you're still flying through the air you switch to the super shotgun to to grapple hook to whatever enemy's closest to you you shoot them a spider a spider demon comes out and and to deal with those guys you have to like shoot off their turret on top and there's a like the machine gun is like better for that or like the super shotgun for you to do that. Yeah, you can freeze them problems. with the grenade. Um, so, so the game is such active problem solving a hundred percent of the time that you cannot stop in that game. You can't stop thinking. You can't stop moving. You keep going. The moment you stop is the moment you decided to die. And the game is phenomenal for that. Anyone playing it differently and, and looking at reviews for the game, the game's, the game's universally received, well-received, but people have had a problem. They're going, it's too much or it's too much like a puzzle. That's the genius of it is that it's like a puzzle. Um, you're figuring out how to, how to do all these encounters. If you do any of the challenge missions in Doom Eternal, you cannot complete those by using one weapon. You do it by, by switching off constantly. And... And that's how the developers wanted you to play Doom 2016. They wanted you to switch weapons all the time, but yeah. they, they just they just hampered themselves by going. That's probably too hard for the players. So it became it, it at its understand. worst. At its worst, it became a backpedal shooter, right? And backpedal shooters yeah. definitely have have their place. Like I love Serious Sam, which is the which is the grand which is one of the best backpedal shooters of all time, but Doom had to separate itself from that. Doom being the the basis for most modern shooters especially modern arcade shooters like the 90 91 92 93 one uh it did it by movement right you're constantly moving in, in the original doom yeah man. doom doom 3 became a slow-paced survival horror game where you could still play it like movement based but like set pieces of things stop was like stopped you constantly this game you are the horror the yeah. enemies are <laughs> fucking scared so of scared. you you yeah. You are it's like there's a song in the Doom soundtrack called "The Only Thing They Fear Is You," and that's the gameplay motto right there. Everyone in the game is afraid of you, no matter what weapon you have. Whether you're you're like John Wick with a fucking pencil, dude. Nothing yeah. stops you. <laughs> so like uh, Jason, you're like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> exactly, you know, exactly. And and those him. who do not get that that don't that are not internally Freddy Krueger, that are not internally Jason Voorhees, you're failing, you're dying, and the development developers in doom eternal say you deserve it <laughs> you deserve to die yeah. and that is genius in game design there is an enemy in doom eternal that is universally hated that i would argue is the developers at their peak and that is uh uh what is he called like the ark knight or, or the hunter he's uh it's been a few months since i've played the game so excuse me for, for forgetting the guy's name hell knight no it's not hell knight but anyway um i'll put his picture up on the youtube version but he's the guy who you have to kill with a super shotgun and uh you ha it, 
his eyes will glow green in a moment right before you can hit him and you're supposed to be a certain a certain distance away from him at all times otherwise he could just he can he's pretty much invincible <laughs> outside of that <laughs> yeah. you have to kill him the way the developers want you to kill him and uh and typically it's not just him there's there's uh, you know the game keeps flooding you with enemies flooding you with walking with walking health packs walking um ammo can- canisters you know like you always have to manage it and it adds like the puzzle feel to it some people will say oh they're way too hard it makes the game arbitrarily harder because you have these shitty enemies i loved them i loved the challenge i loved that i had to force myself to to consistently kill enemies around and then switch back to a to um, a weapon that i I better have ammo for the super shotgun to deal with this fucker and i i thought it was phenomenal it's like the DLC. forcing uh, gamers to step out of their comfort zone where it's like, yes. you know, once you pick up anything other than the pistol, you're never really touching that pistol again. Like, yes, there's like a lot of favoritisms, too, where you're like, oh, I want just this gun. Yep. Uh, I enjoy the rail gun. That's all I want to play. But it's like now nah, you got no ammo for it or like chainsaw yep. gamers or you know shotgun gamers. Like everyone kind of has like their go to weapon and like anything you can get to like get people to step out of that. And like you're talking about with the invincibility with the we have to be in a certain range and stuff. It's mm-hmm. almost like the pin ultimate design of that uh, idea behind yes. the mechanic of like yes. a certain like uh, it's just a binary yes or no statement. Like, do you have like the correct weapon? Are you the correct distance? Because that's what you've been doing this whole time. Yep. This is just an ultimate punishment for it. Whereas everything else was more of a gradient. Now it's just a yes or no statement, you know, like. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it kind of boiled down that uh, the essence of what they're trying to get you to do. Yes, uh, and if you hated that, then like you, you're going to be a little bit frustrated with everything else. Yep, yep. So, so that brings me to modern game design and how id Software, um, you know, gave it gave gamers the finger, and how how Shovel Knight kind of did did what uh, Doom Eternal did, but you know, in a in a much friendlier manner of teaching the player by doing, designing a game around a certain gameplay style, and teaching the player and forcing the player to play how you want shovel knight does it by if you're not pogo sticking you can't you you're not killing your enemy successfully you're not getting through the level right like like the the cost is death the cost is not beating the game doom eternal did the same thing just uh, cranked up to 11 you're not using the right weapon yep fuck it you're dead i don't care the game goes i don't care you are dead (laughs) which which was a masterclass, and the final battle in Doom Eternal, um, the final DLC. It's you're basically doing um, that that same fight that I just mentioned, just on a larger scale to like the the penultimate demon boss. So, yeah. you know, it's I would argue that Doom Eternal has it's, it's the modern example of I, I, I you can agree with the the gameplay being good or bad you can you can form that opinion and and you you have your right to but i would say it is the best modern example of of um what's it say uh actively like i I can't think of the word right now building right up to it i know i know i know right at the Uh, finish line yeah there's a there's (laughs) a definite so uh it's gone bro forget, yeah know. yeah i can't think of it now just, damn just be free it, of it bro <laughs> it would have it would have been really good too you guys it, it would have been, been quoted uppercut. it would have been the it'd socrates been... of uh <laughs> a video game uh, a video game pods yeah. yeah um but but you would have it's it's the an idea of, of how to present your game and how you want to play it perfectly they they 
there's no other way to play Doom Eternal. And that's what developers wanted. That's how it is. Like, you watch speedrun videos of people going, I never thought of that. I never thought the player could do this, right? Doom Eternal, they don't want you to do that, and they're actively fighting against it. I I think that that um, is, is... Okay, that's the word. Perfect execution. That game is perfectly executed to what the developers wanted to do. And... And it really with, goes back to like those old school arcade designs of like uh, you're setting people up where it's like there's only one way to really play like Pac-Man or Galaga or Breakout. Uh, it, it's, it is a simple mechanic that you have to execute. And when you fail, like the game punishes you by taking more of your money. So yes. like uh, and like video game designers have really struggled with that concept from the arcade from the jump where they're like, OK, now that people have home consoles how do we make this uh, fun? Like, how do we pull Like if we're not getting money from them actively, like how do we like start telling a, a story with this? Like a character can't be that one dimensional anymore. And now I feel like we're finally getting back to like, okay, we can tell a, like a brilliant story, but how do we get back to like a fundamental good core design uh, that, that is a, an intriguing loop that like has a, a, a lot more thought behind it than like zombies coming at them or like, you know, like uh, just basic stuff. Like there's a lot of, uh, just generic shooters on the market and mm-hmm. you know doom really stands out like above that there's a lot of generic platformers on the market and that's why like shovel knight stands out above that where it's like people are like oh yeah i just want to make like a quick uh thing where it's like just try and tell a great story and then also like have a great like gameplay loop and i know that's easy to say but it's like good to try and reverse engineer like what they're doing like we said where it's like uh you can have like a binary decision and then like you build a gradient uh of decisions around that mechanic and you can do that with a lot of different concepts and ideas like uh the you know the challenge everyone always gives is like the design the one screen game and like yes when you start doing that and like uh you you know it's a was it the 343 is like find the 30 seconds of fun and stretch it out or whatever like that's a uh, bungee <laughs> bungee yeah uh, uh yeah so i don't know the, there's definitely like a lot of design philosophy that's now finally getting back into our our games that's really been lacking for a little bit but you know yes. i'm not saying like other games are bad if they don't execute that I, I would say that they've been trying to figure out how to do that like how to incorporate story plus gameplay mechanics has been like the struggle from when they move from arcades that take your quarters uh, and like it even is a struggle and like do you use like lives do you use like energy bars do people be are they able to replenish uh, their energy bars and you could say the same problem is with ammo it's like do you have like limited ammo do you have like replenishing ammos and uh you know is it pickups do you have to like switch do you have to drop weapons is it inventory can you just hold everything like some sort of like yeah. uh you know u-haul truck of uh you munitions are do you have to like go and pick things up one at a time or give the spy hunter strategy just get yeah. a truck to refill you uh, <laughs> yeah man uh, uh yeah man i i so th- that's that's the question i just want to kind of pose right now when you're when you're making a game or even if 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 you're playing a game uh think about it how how is yeah. the game presenting itself to you are is it asking you questions that you're actively solving you know like like mario being the ultimate example uh goomba coming at you you know, you can't touch it to the side. You have to jump. Uh, where do you go after you jump? You know, you're constantly solving that problem. Doom Eternal, it's it's giving you problems so fast at every second where you have to solve it on the fly, right? Tetris and other puzzle games like it, you are actively solving problems every single step. And that's where, that's where that's uh, where 
like modern game design and modern FPSs um, I'm going to pick on right now are, are struggling. Um, and this is why I haven't felt until Doom Eternal that FPSs were my favorite genre anymore, man, outside of playing like a competitive shooter where there's been no, like everything has become a sandbox. Everything has become a, a uh, looter shooter, right? Yeah. Uh, there's, but I mean, you know, that's what it's kind of like a chicken egg situation. Like, yeah, it, they're making that this cause, that's what people are buying, but that's what people are buying because that's the only thing out there yeah. type of thing. You know, yeah. they're like, well, I, people must love this because we keep shoving it down their throat. And it's like, you know, or you just keep like, everybody's been getting like burned out, like on the big franchises, you know, like uh, mm. call of duty. Like that's why like all these like a uh, battle Royales have been like a brush of fresh air, fresh air. It's like even people who like don't necessarily like them, they will still play them because they're burnt out on like the things that they do enjoy about like a good shooter or a team-based shooter. That's why like things like, uh, you know, Valorant, uh, people being, you know, uh, double dipping back into overwatch like me where I'm like, there's nothing really out here. Like I don't really want to play a battle Royale. And like, I- I'm not too deep into Valorant and I kind of like overwatch. I'm going to go play that instead of yeah. like these other big franchises that they keep on like throwing down. Like I'm going to give halo a shot when that comes out. But like, appreciate it, you know. <laughs> but other than that, dude, it's like, uh, like I couldn't name like another game where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm really hyped about that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, and then let's see what time we got. Uh, we got about twelve minutes or so. So let me get to the point oh, of where we're wrapping up. <laughs> you can't tell people the time, or they're gonna check. They're like, all right, well, I'm out. <laughs> that's it, bro. Just, you just, it. It, bro. just just bleep it just bleep it right there 48 minutes in right. uh, <laughs> i'll just make um, it look like he uh, swore like exactly. Like, exactly let me see what we got here beep, beep, beep. so <laughs> so i don't think there's anything inherently wrong with like you know sandbox shooters or giving players the freedom of doing whatever the fuck they want what i think is wrong is that everyone's doing it and there's no there's no uniqueness in the and everybody's super nobody's super <laughs> exactly your hot take out yeah man. so so uh um, i would say it even has crept into a lot of the indie scene and hobbyist scene as well where like people are like how can i make like a shasta diet uh off-brand version of like what everybody else is doing instead yeah. of being like i we kind of talked about it at the very start of the pod too is like how can you like creatively problem solve this and like bring like what you're like uh passionate about to like what's what's uniquely you that you can bring and tell like this story or this idea and like how can you like uh evolve into like and like some of it's putting limitations like you on the your concepts and like that's kind of like we're we're really boiling it down to here is like get your core concept and like once you figure out that like secret sauce like then like you can expand it into the gradient uh, yeah. it's again like it's easy to like pontificate about this i feel like that's a huge problem with like a lot of uh game design like uh you know videos on like uh youtube and stuff where they're just like i don't know, just make brilliant ideas it's easy do that yeah. make make the greatest game ever and people will play it it's like yeah no shit bro that doesn't help me make the greatest game ever but like uh like you're saying like when when you're playing games when you're looking at uh things that you enjoy uh what are like the core things there and like I would even go back and say, like, look at the arcade classics. Look at, like, uh, even, like, a lot of the OG, like, uh, console NES games and stuff. Like, they didn't know what they were doing. Like, they are trying to still figure it out there. And, like, uh, that's the real secret sauce is nobody knows what they're doing. And you got to, (laughs) like, stumble through and try and figure it out. Yeah. You know? And, like, yeah, they're not all going to be, you know. Again, like, we also said at the beginning, it's, like, if you're doing this for, like, the love of, like, 
the game, that's great. But if you're trying to do this to get like rich quick, like you're gonna burn out, you're gonna have a bad time. Like I think a lot of people saw like what was it like a indie game, the movie, uh, yeah. and they're like, oh, I could. These guys are making hundreds of millions of dollars. This is gonna be easy. I'll, I'm gonna flip out, make a quick game, and uh, I'm gonna blow up overnight. Uh, and it's and I and I'm not saying that's not a possibility because we're definitely seeing a lot of like uh, Kickstarter scams coming out, yeah. and uh, it, people are uh, like legitimately just scamming and running allegedly i'm not naming names but like if you start like going down maybe maybe we should do like that as like a hot take next time as a go through all the starter scams that have come out so so fucked up um (laughs) yeah yeah, we've said too on this pod is like i I would never like buy like never don't pre-order games don't buy dlc don't uh you know buy things on kickstarter like buy a final product and it's because like you have enough information like i don't know that's uh do your due diligence as a consumer and i feel like most people don't do that they want other entities to protect them they're like how come these people aren't protecting me from myself and it's like bro you couldn't tell that was a scam you can see like all the yeah. telltale signs i i i will disagree with you on the kickstarter thing because I, I if i if i truly believe in a project i will back it yes i have a yeah. possibility to be burned but it's my choice you know yeah but you also uh, do your due diligence right you're like yes. you look at like who's developing the game like what's their track record like uh have they delivered ha- have they had deliverables before uh do they have the capital to see this through is it like a realistic budget you know like uh do they have like s- yeah. facilities for this are they meeting with other people like you know this a whole lot of questions that go in like even like i, I say yes like there's definitely definitely you want to support like people and like help yes. them out like uh but i'm also saying like you know also just do your due diligence like yeah like there's, there's a difference between like uh you know a, a tried and true uh industry veteran like uh the guy who made shenmue come into kickstarter like get funding and like uh, some random guy who's like never made a game in his life being like, yeah, this is going to be great. This is why. You... And, <laughs> and like the scope, like also look at like scope. Like what are they, are they promising the moon? <laughs> like, yeah. like this game's going to be an open world MMORPG where it's actually, uh, you, you're complete in a VR. And you, it's and, actually funny. You mentioned the guy who made Shenmue because he's notorious for taking forever. If, if at all to, to complete his yeah. game. So that's, that's what Kickstarter you probably shouldn't have done, even though that game came out, <laughs> but he eventually came out and people did not like it. No, 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 that, that's, I, I own it. I haven't played it. I, it just, I, it should have just been a book, man. Like it, it, he sounded like he wanted to write like a 10 part book series on it. And I'm like, bro, you should have just did that. You should just be like, here's the definitive edition of Shamu. It's like these book series. Like, uh, but yeah, it, he, his heart was in the right place. Yeah, uh, he just, like if I, if you've ever watched like the GDC where he breaks down like everything they did like in Shenmue, like how they fit like everything onto like a Dreamcast disc, dude. Like it's insane. Like they were doing things that like every open world game does now that we just kind of take for granted. Like yeah, uh, seeding environments, like auto generating like terrain and stuff, like based off of like uh, you know, things he he made like uh AI schedules where like certain ais will be in certain places during the day like you know, like we just kind of take that all for granted that was all like new fertile ground so so for know. him he has he didn't make he hasn't made a game since shenmue 2 and shenmue 3 was no. his next game the the big problem with shenmue 3 is that it shows right he um the gameplay of shenmue 3 hasn't changed from 2000 you know yeah. um and that's that's the big problem because we've had so many different advancements on it so just to kind of wrap up uh, the pod today i just want to say that uh if you're making games 
get your gameplay, your core gameplay concept down and make keep, a schedule. Keep bringing it up every single time you do something. Go, yeah. if, if you make a new attack, go, is this part of my gameplay concept? Is this part of the design that I want to go for? Um, the, the, what separates the good games from the great games are games who, that know what they are and embrace it. Uh, you could, it's, you know there's there's definitely exceptions to the rule but for the most part like i'm using doom eternal as the example it knows what it like doom 2016 was a half step and i like doom 2016 better than eternal because um it hit more of the classic doom feel and i was looking for nostalgia but doom eternal i will you in the feels the doom eternal i will iterate that it is the better game from a pure gameplay uh, and game design standard um, so, you know, my, I have to say just core design, game design principles, stick to it. Keep asking yourself that every new thing you add, ask yourself, does this go with the game design and the game concept that I created? Um, yeah. so yeah, uh, anything chip to kind of close this out on? Yeah, I think we covered it all, man. Like have fun doing what you do and, you know, don't burn out, try and keep a schedule, try and stay healthy. Like, uh, you know, don't be afraid of failure as well. That's okay. It's okay to like walk away from things. Like if it's not uh, working out with the, your game, just be like, all right, this one's done. Sometimes you burn the cookies, man. You left them in the oven a little bit too long. Uh, and you know, other times they come out a little bit uh, pre like, also like, yeah, don't be like afraid to just finish and launch as well. Like there's nothing wrong with like a half baked cookie. Uh, like, and you could finish up that concept later on be like all right you know what this needed is just a little extra time but like <laughs> i have the i have the base ingredients now figured out and like i just had to figure out the timing uh, on everything else uh and like also it's tough when you're in a tunnel uh when you half big idea like at least you're going to get some sort of feedback on it uh, and then that'll help you like again like even like for like a simple game like i made where i was like i didn't realize that this would be a problem and i had to go back at a tutorial and put it back out you know like yeah. Uh, just little things like that where it's like oh i this seems so easy to me but like you're in the thick of it and you don't <laughs> you can't see the the forest from the trees so yeah, yeah don't, you know just have fun do what you enjoy and uh you know stay stay humble <laughs> the <old> Kendrick, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> uh, like subscribe uh, follow uh <laughs> tell five of your friends to tell five of their friends about the pod exactly we, we out here we out guys take care peace